Star Wars geek girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry. All right, so whenever you guys are ready. I want to bring that for the table, and I didn't want to leave it over there. <laughs> so he went after us. Geek Girl Podcast with my co-host Lizzie, but she's out in Anaheim, so. I'm not Lizzie. No, you're not no. Lizzie. <laughs> and I'm Caden Stetler. I am the founder of Rebel Cause. We are a Star Wars themed charity, and I also am the host of Rebel Chatter Podcast. So this is just sort of a general Star Wars kind of panel. We're not super specific. We're not being super specific about any one part of Star Wars, because there's a million. Uh, well, I do think we want to talk about the Mandalorian. I think of what we said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Mandalorian. Obviously, I'm a Mandalorian with my helmet. Okay, come a little closer. Yeah, let's get in. Okay. Uh, so we'll be mostly talking about the Mandalorian because the trailer came out for that at D23. Yeah. Just like a couple weeks ago. I know. What was your first reaction to all that? My first reaction was, oh, I saw that already at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was not there, unfortunately. Mike didn't take me with you guys. Looking at you, no. Um, but it looks amazing, honestly. I, I'm excited for this new chapter of Star Wars we're getting where, I mean, it's already started, but these Star Wars stories that take place outside of, you know, the Skywalker saga, it, it, it's just so cool to see, like, the other side of the galaxy, basically. You know, we have caught glimpses of, like, you know, the scum and villainy and all that stuff, but now to have a focus on that, being our main character is a bounty hunter looks pretty awesome i'm excited yeah and i think like the mandalorian is like like obviously everyone's always really loved mandalorians but we never got like outside of like the old eu that's no longer canon we never got too much of a focus on them like obviously in clone wars we had like some arcs about them and then sabine had her part in season three and four rebels that focused on mandalore but to like solely focus like like here's a mandalorian it's about him being a Mandalorian and being a bounty hunter and I think that's really cool because people like to talk about like how Boba Fett and Jango Fett are super cool and they are but they didn't do much in their movies so I mean Jango did a ton more than Boba Fett ever did I mean Boba has like a collective minute of screen time and just kind of he nods once and then he falls in a Sarlacc pit but uh yeah no I'm excited to see more of the Mandalorian culture because I mean even just in the trailer and the little clip we got we hear like words like Beskar and stuff like that it's like oh cool you know like I'm hoping to see 
something with the dark saber pop up again. I know I'm sure you do yeah. too, but that would mean bringing because Bo-Katan, unless she something happened to her between Rebels and uh, between the end of Rebels and when Mandalorian starts, which is after Return of the Jedi. If, unless something happened to Bo-Katan that we don't know about, she should still have the Darksaber right now. So that would mean bringing her into live action, which I think would be really cool. I think they should do There's, more of that, bringing animated characters yeah, in. But yeah, to a degree. There's some characters I don't want to see live action. Like Zeb and Lasat in general, I think would be very scary. Yeah, so, it would. Just like some, not all of them, but some characters I'd love to see in live action. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I... See, the, the interesting part is, with that taking place five years after the fall of the Empire, we're in a really interesting point in the galaxy as well, because we don't... I mean, the last time we saw was just Bo-Katan taking control of Mandalore... Or, well, not even Mandalore, just the Mandalorian people again. So, like, Mandalore was so occupied the last time yes. we saw it. So, I'm sure Mandalore is in a pretty bad place at this yeah. point, you know? Well, yeah, because it's five years, so the Empire is officially with the aftermath series of books the empire is officially dead yeah i mean officially like there's still remnants but in general they're dead yeah and they're not as far as they know not coming back so but so the new republic is trying to build itself and establish its hold on the galaxy mm -hmm. but if you re if you've read the books you know that mon mothma is trying to demilitarize already so they're not having as much success as they could be so it's like a really interesting point, and I wonder how much they'll explore that, or if they'll focus more on like the scum and villainy, which I, obviously they will focus on that. But. Yeah, I hope it starts with like him being just a bounty hunter and like real anti-hero type of character, and then he kind of gets sucked into maybe liberating Mandalore and becoming more of a, a hero character rather than just a bounty hunter. I you know? I could see maybe like because Sabine in season one and two of Rebels she still obviously like takes pride in being Mandalorian she still wears her armor and talks about it, but she's not super like into Mandalore anymore. Patriotic she, yeah, about Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. she's sort of been exiled like by her family. So then, like, but then over time we see her getting more involved and more more prideful of Mandalore. So I could see him going through maybe a similar arc. That is the interesting thing about Mandalorians that we're finding out now is they're obviously super family-oriented, is what we see. And, like, the other lone Mandalorian we see, Sabine, there's something happened there. And this guy's by himself, too. So I wonder if there's, like, a family relation there. And we don't even know who he is. He's no, just the Mandalorian, which is name. interesting. He has very cool armor, though. He's a very man-with-no-name, yeah. like, Clint Eastwood type of character. And I... Part of me hopes it stays that way, too. Yeah. It'd be cool to, like, never know who he was. Yeah. Because part of me wants him to be, like, maybe he's related to the Wrens or the Anyos or the Fets, maybe somehow. But then I also, like, kind of want him to just, like, like, nope, don't talk. Like, that's not who I am. Yeah, be his own character. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's always cool to tie it in, but, like, with where Star Wars is now compared to where it was before Disney... It's so small. You yeah. know, we knew of like a million factions of Mandalorians and, you know, there was lore for not days, for years that you could just read up on stuff. And it's, it's going to be cool to see where the story takes this character from, you know, just being a gunslinger to I'm sure they'll have some sort of hero arc for the character. Yeah. Um, I personally wonder if because like obviously Sabine, even though Sabine was born in like the middle of the Clone Wars, 
so obviously she d- wasn't really old enough to remember Maul on Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. But she still had like she still knew that history. Mm. And we see when he when she meets Maul, she knows like who he is and what he's done. So I think it'd be cool because Maul died on Tatooine in Rebels. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> speaking Uh-oh. of Mandalorians. We got some Mandos coming in now. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we're getting surrounded. <laughs> Um, hello. What's going on? What is this? We've come to make your day. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, that's kind of loud. Hello. I'm Yvette Trinke. I'm the Alarad for the Mavoila clan of the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club, or the official Pennsylvania Costume Club. We have a special delivery for you, Zoe. Greetings, Zoe. Congratulations on earning your kill stripes as an official member of the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. You're now a member of the world's largest and oldest Mandalorian costume organization, standing alongside members in 68 clans around the globe. After your local Alarat brought me your story, I took some time to learn a little bit about you and how much Star Wars is a part of your life. To be such a great ambassador for something so many around the world love is a special thing. And in my T-Visor, you have earned your place of honor among the members of MMCC. The MMCC Charter grants the Mandalore certain executive powers of membership discretion. You would be one of less than a handful in 13 years to earn such an honor. And I look forward to your bright future among the Mandalorian faithful. All the best, and this is signed from Tom Hutchins, Mandalore the Uniter, the founder and CEO of the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. This is, this is one of the patches of our clan, and we are happy to have you as a member of our group. Congrats, Rod, congrats. Woo! 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 Get a, put your helmet on, we get some pictures with okay, you real yeah. fast, and then we'll let you get back okay. to podcasting. Hey, so, podcast world. Can I have my, uh, my helmet? Thank you. Thank you, sir. Give me a favor. Hold this. And just get a picture of me shaking your hand. Hey, we're posing. Posing for pictures. Okay, let's just get some pictures now. Just hang with us and get a few pictures. Yes. Keep Don on. <laughs> it's alright, I make up for it because I'm ridiculously good looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you keep telling yourself. Well, it works. Alright, it's enough dead air for right. yes. you. Alright. Yes, we get back to podcasting yeah, now. So. Congrats, congrats, Bob. Congratulations. 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 Your, uh, your dad has a copy of this letter as well, and I'm going to email it to him too. Okay, so, cause thank I you. just kind of printed it up on a little copy paper. Yeah, no, we'll get thank you. you. We'll get yeah. you a good copy. Okay. Of it, so. Thank you. And on that, we're out. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. What are you thinking now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think. I know, right? <laughs> Got to keep the tradition alive, right? So. <laughs> so you're uh, official. Yeah. What does uh, what does your stormtrooper dad think about that? I'm very proud of. Him. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> But you always told me I had to join the 501st first, right? <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah. I totally, I knew, I knew that was going to happen. Did that was you? pretty cool, yeah. Uh, <laughs> was I the only one then? You're the only one that did, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, you got a Star Wars tattoo, yeah, so, like, that's, yeah. come on, that's fair, right? And I didn't spend more than $100, so... Perfect. Talk to the mic. Yeah, should I tell my... Okay. So the tattoo, it's... I don't know, if you follow me at Instagram, you would... You could see it. But, sorry. It's, um... Paris and Dula from Rebels. She has tattoos on her Leku. And so it's that design, but I got it on my back. Um... And then I was gonna... Actually, because I got it... I turned 18 on Thursday and then I but I had class so I got the tattoo Friday I would have loved to get it on my birthday but I got it Friday and then I was gonna because I was coming home Saturday to come do this con and um, I was gonna show my parents on Saturday <laughs> but then my dad called me when I was on the subway back to my dorm and he was like so what'd you do today and I was like well I can't lie so I was like uh, I got a tattoo <laughs> and what was his reaction I don't think he believed me at no. first <laughs> He, yeah, he's, he's like, but he laughed. He's like, yeah, just make sure you tell your mother. And I was like, I know. And then, so when I was walking home, I called my mom because the subway station was really loud. And um, I told her I got a tattoo. And I thought she was, she wasn't mad, but I thought she was mad. She goes, are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, no. But she, yeah, but she, it's, yeah. Safi didn't, I texted Safi, I called Safi and my sister and I said hey I got a tattoo and she said no you didn't you're lying so I, I sent her a picture but yeah we, we got Safi a tattoo too Mike is that cool <laughs> <laughs> one, a week. Yeah. one a week yeah yeah so I mean I'm the same way I have Star Wars tattoos all over and so was it was it always your plan to get a Star Wars related tattoo first? I came up with that tattoo idea when I was 15 in chemistry class I was really bored and I thought of the idea, and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing when I turn 18. So, yeah, I've been planning it for a very long time. But I kept it, I never said anything, because I, I didn't want anyone to steal my idea. I was like, yeah. you can get the tattoo now, but I want to be the first one to get that tattoo. Yeah, exactly. you got to set the trend. Yeah. So, all right, so back to Mandalorian. Yeah. Now that you're an official Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mandalorian, what were you? Let's oh. talk about the process of what it takes to become a Mandalorian. So, well, because I, yeah, so I already had the armor for a while because I just wasn't old enough to join. And then we went to uh, Marty, who's a friend of ours and a photographer, we went to his studio, which is his house, to get the pictures taken. But we, uh, for season three, Sabine, I have seasons one and two, but we were getting, in the epilogue, but we were getting season three approved. And, um... 
so I got, we got there and we realized that we had packed the wrong wig because we have the season two wig which is blue and teal oh, but then the season three wig is white and purple and a different style and we had packed the season two wig by accident and we had forgotten the shoulder bells so we couldn't do the pictures and which would be fine except marty's house was like it's like an hour drive so we had to drive back and it was pretty late at night because I, I, I had to come home from the train after class and then so we took the pictures in our basement and then we needed to fix a couple things it's mostly just moving armor around like it yeah, wasn't yeah. pinned right um and then we sent the pictures and now i'm approved so <laughs> yeah how so are there any other mandalorian costumes you want to make i know we were talking earlier about yeah. like a custom mando you yes. thought would be cool well i do want to finish all the sabines because this one i still want to have the heavy version of this with like jetpack gauntlets like flares if we still need to do season four sabine we skip season four to the epilogue um, but then I do have a custom Mando idea and it's sort of, it's like a white Mandalorian and they have like a white, like fur kind of cloak and it has like, it's decorated like a Lothwolf from Rebels. So they have the gray like marks that Lothwolves have, but on their helmet and they have like, like claws on the gauntlets, like really badass and stuff. That's what I, that's my dream custom Mando. That would be awesome. Yeah. I feel like. The Mandalorian mercs, the baby, the Mandalorian mercs probably have the most freedom with that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they definitely have the most like diverse. Like if you look yeah. at Mandalorian merc group pictures, like you probably have a couple of the can, probably have a couple of the canon characters, but a lot of them are just like they're all doing yeah, their own thing. Yeah. Which, Which is I, cool. I it's... still think custom clones should be a thing for the five hundred first. Because clones all paint their armor themselves, so I think custom clones should be a thing within reason. Like you, they probably don't want like the first order logo on it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think custom clones should be a thing. But that's just me. Um, but yeah. No, that's awesome. Rebel that's Legion awesome. too, because they they can make their own characters. Yeah, Rebel and Legion. And Saber as well, Guild. Yeah. Saber, but oh, they're like true, they're true. the same. They're they cross over. Yeah, they cross other, over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So what? I know you're. Uh, I guess we'll switch over to costume stuff since we're all on that topic anyway. Yeah. Are you, You're working on some other stuff right now too, right? Yeah, I'm not other Star Wars stuff right now. No. Um, I think I think Sabine... Oh, yeah. my I'm doing an animated TIE pilot to join the 501st with my dad. Which kind of plays Sabine... Yeah. Plays into Sabine well, too because she yeah, goes undercover. Because my plan is animated TIE pilot for... Um, 501st and then I can take the bucket off and get like the balaclava and stick some brown hair at the front and then I'm undercover Sabine for the Rebel Legion. Perfect. So it works both ways. So that's a, like you can get uh, certified in Rebel Legion with yeah, the undercover I mean, Sabine? Uh, yeah well there's no CRLs for or it might be for undercover Sabine but not for the animated TIE pilot so I'd have to be a pioneer I guess. Gotcha gotcha. Um, yeah I think that's the other Star Wars thing I'm working on. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I always do, like, I'm I'm a cadet in the 501st. That's what it is, right, Mike? Yeah. I'm considered, yeah. So I haven't really officially started anything yet. <laughs> I, me and Marty need to get together. He's my advisor. But I, I do do a lot of other, like, my own stuff. And I think that's the most fun, like, that's the most fun thing for me is coming to stuff like, you know, the armor parties and whatnot where we can just kind of play. You know, like I'm working on a droid right now that I started custom building myself, and it's nothing crazy, but it's, it'll be like a cool prop for events and whatnot, you know? And of course, I, I hopped on the bandwagon and I'm building a gong droid now, too. So, did I tell you that, Mike? 
I'm working on a gonk droid. Yeah. Well, it's, you ever see the people with the costumes where they're a gonk droid, but then they're inside the costume and they have a Jawa on top. So their head is, and arms are the Jawa. So it looks like a Jawa is hanging on the gonk droid and they walk around. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I fell into it because I, I think your, your dad was telling me, I think Toga had like a really cool gonk droid. And they were telling me it's only like 50 bucks to build a gong droid from the ground up. So it's like, okay. You know, I already had the containers. You know, yeah. And that's what it is. It's just two Rubbermaid containers put on top of each other. So. Well, and there's, there's at uh, Celebration Chicago, there's at all Celebration, there's like a droid room. And they had a whole big thing of like just a whole bunch of like different gong droids. And so they had like some regular gong droids. My favorite was an Alan Tudyk gong droid. And it was painted or taped or whatever, up, dressed up like it had like a like a um what's it called like one of the um, motion capture suits oh, like nice. that like kind of pattern. And then he had like a like a pole sticking out the top with had a cutout of Alan Tudyk's head. Oh no, it's not Alan Tudyk's head. And then it would just like say like random like lines from different Alan Tudyk roles he's played. It was very That's funny. What like was it Steve the pirate from Dodgeball? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I because actually. Um, I went to his panel, Alan Tudyk's panel at Celebration, not kind of on purpose. It was there was the Mandalorian panel, and then there was the Clone Wars panel in the same room, and Alan Tudyk's panel happened to fall in between them while I was waiting for the Clone Wars panel. Uh, so, but it was a very fun panel, and it was it was him and um, Warwick Davis. They were very oh, that's they cool. were really funny. Yeah. And um, I he had like questions at the end and I was on the top level of seats but if I was on the bottom I would ask him like hey do you see the gonk droid of you in the droid builder's yeah, room yeah. that's awesome what's the okay so how many Star Wars celebrations have you been to two just two now okay. there's Orlando and then they skipped a year and then Chicago Chicago and hopefully okay. we'll be making it to Anaheim it depends on my school schedule because it's the Anaheim celebration is right around the time my classes might start, start yeah. so as soon as they release Temple releases a calendar for that Although. So are you, you've been in school for like a little over a month now, right? Uh, or two months? Almost a month. Almost a month. Are you already known as like the Star Wars chick? Not really. No? Not you're keeping yet. it on the DL for now? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's like a couple people that kind of know me as that because I actually like, because they had like a convocation, like welcome ceremony, which I missed to go to Keystone Comic Con to do a panel I did there. And so like... So like, and I don't like I don't hide it, but like if people are like, hey, what did you do? I'm like, I just did Star Wars. And people probably notice I've exclusively worn Star Wars shirts. Fair I think, enough, yeah. Almost exclusively. I did. I did walk through my dorm. I walked. I walked out the hall and in, in the elevator and then walked through the lobby. So. They, That's awesome. That probably caught some eyes, actually. <laughs> I think they I know. Did, I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Keystone was down in Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was. Actually, you didn't have to go far for that, huh? No, it was because well, because my dorm it's uh, Johnson Hall, in Temple, so it's on Broad Street, and then you get to the convention center. I could just go on Broad Street, and you could walk, or I walked like it was a forty-five minute walk just straight down Broad Street, and then like the doors right there. That's awesome. Or if you're if you want to spend if you're not cheap like me and don't want to spend two fifty and not walk forty-five minutes, you could take like a six-minute trip on the subway of Broad Street and Fair. end up right there too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, what was the most important Star Wars item you had to take with you to college? Well, I would love to bring my helmets, but I don't have a lot of room for them, and I don't want to, like, drop it from mm-hmm. the top of a closet. Sorry. From the top of a closet. Um, I, 
brought, I did get, I, I limited myself to one Funko Pop. Which Funko was it? Ahsoka. Okay. But Clone Wars Ahsoka, not Rebels Ahsoka. Good choice. Um, and I think I have I have a plant, a little plant. Her name is Pamela after Poison Ivy, and she lives <laughs> in a Death Star shaped pot. I did see that. You th- uh, your dad three D printed that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's a cute little pot. I have I have a bunch of Star Wars stuff. I have. Oh well, I got the you know the Women of the Galaxy book that mm-hmm. Amy Radcliffe put together. Uh, they made a set of postcards. It's all the art in that book, but on different postcards. That's so I really made a cool. collage. That's my sweet. mom's idea, not mine. Yeah. Uh, but a collage of postcards in front of my desk, and I have random Star Wars things. I got a BB-8 print at Keystone. Nice, nice. I think I did. I got the I. Well, I, I actually got the Ahsoka ring. Did you see the? No, ring? I didn't see it. I don't have it on me because I just can't wear it with Sabine. But it's like the shape of Ahsoka. And it was like, it's, that's it's really a cool. really pretty ring. And then I also got, for my birthday, which I still have to hang up, a big, like, the mural that Sabine painted at the end of season four of Rebels. A big, like, is it like, what is it? It's like just a Tapestry, big, right? Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. tapestry to, like, hang up. My that was awesome. I still need to do that. So. Uh, yeah, lots of little Star Wars things. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where do you hope that Sabine goes? Like, her story. Are you hoping it... Obviously, I'm sure you hope it continues. Yes. Uh, do you think it'll fall into the Mandalorian at all? I don't know, because she and Ahsoka, at the end, pretty much right after Return of the Jedi, go to the, um, whatever it is, region. To unknown look, regions. Yeah, yeah, unknown regions, to look for Ezra. So, and I think I think we pretty much figured out that the Mandalorian takes place on Tatooine. Yeah. So that's not unknown region. So I I would like to think that they've hopefully found him by now, so Sabine can come back to Tatooine yeah. and do Mandalorian things. Knowing Filoni, yeah, knowing Filoni, they probably have not. It's, it's yeah. probably gonna be like, yeah, they searched for like 12 years. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he knows what's gonna happen. Yeah. But he's not gonna tell us forever. I mean, what uh, what did I just see? Oh, I saw they were asking um. Who's directing Mandalorian? Uh, John Favreau. Favreau. They were asking Favreau if like Thrawn or like Mara Jade could show up in the Mandalorian, and he said that people are asking the right questions. So it's like, okay, so Thrawn and Ezra were together. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm curious. Like, my biggest thing with that is obviously I want to know where they went and all that. But what is the relationship between Thrawn and Ezra? Are they like still enemies by the time they're out there, yeah. or do they earn like gain respect for each other while they're out there? Yeah, I know. Which I could see. Yeah, like I've only read the first of the new Thrawn books, and I haven't read any of the old ones, so my Thrawn knowledge is not as much as it could be. But um, I feel that Thrawn—I don't think Thrawn's ever gonna like Ezra. I think yeah. Thrawn's definitely very angry that Ezra managed to defeat him in like the most embarrassing way possible. Mm-hmm. So, Space I wise. yeah. <laughs> so I, um, but I think Thrawn is going to probably gain a grudging respect for Ezra. Okay. Because I, I do think he respects his enemies. He, like, like, he and Hera are, like, head-to-head for much of the show mm-hmm. that he's in. And he definitely seems to have a respect for her. Uh, I mean, he, like, he still tortures her and stuff. He doesn't like her. But he <laughs> respects, like, her and how she does things. and like As what, a warrior. Yeah, he yeah. respects her abilities. And I, so I think he'll sort of have that for Ezra. But I think they'll bicker a lot. I don't think they're friends. Yeah, see, I'm weird about that because in the books, I mean, you learn it in the first one, but 
you kind of realize that Thrawn joins the Empire to help his people yeah. and to protect, you know, the Chiss people in the unknown regions. And now my thing with like stuff like Nine is we know the First Order is just destroying stuff in the unknown regions. You know, Rose says about it, they just destroyed her planet and all that stuff, and that's like their thing. So Thrawn wouldn't like the First Order no. at all, I don't think. So if they would come back, could we see Thrawn being on the side, of, even if it's not on the side of the Resistance, but fight with the Resistance against yeah. the First Order? Yeah, I could see Thrawn, because much of the Resistance, at least its leaders, is old Rebellion, or people who were children of people who were in the Rebellion. Mm -hmm. So I could see Thrawn looking, he's like, oh, they have Leia, they had Akbar, like whoever. He's like, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Well, I guess he wouldn't know Leia that well if he disappeared a year before New Hope. Yeah, not he really. He would know the Organa name, at least. Yeah, through Bale. Well, through Bale, did they Bale. know that he was a rebel at that point? I though? mean, they knew about Alderaan. Yeah, they did. To blow yeah, up. Right, yeah. So I, I think, because, and Thrawn always seemed to see ahead. So he would at least know the Organa name. And Leia was a little bit involved. In a couple, the couple years before. Well, the thing with that though is Thrawn knew that Vader was Anakin. Yeah. So her being his daughter, would she res would he respect her? Or, or would he, it's like would, a? But would he know about? Because does he know about Luke and Leia? Skywalker. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, but in Leia the, doesn't take the Skywalker name. She and doesn't. She, but it's known that Luke's her yeah. brother. Like she just doesn't have the yeah, name. Yeah. But does he know that? Because he. If he comes back, like, how much does he know? Is he going to, like, I feel like, like Thrawn would just know because he would know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting stuff to think about. Yeah. I think, yeah. I would love to see, I don't know, Sabine, same thing with Sabine. I would love to see her in The Mandalorian, but, like, I feel like she should keep her helmet on because, like, for me, per like, I know other people are different about this. For me personally, if they don't find someone with the exact, like, bone structure of this animated character, yeah. I'm going to be like, that's not Sabine. If it doesn't sound like Tia's or Car, that's not Sabine. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, like, it's like, no. So keep the helmet on. If they keep the helmet on, it's great. If they just stick her in the armor and if have they, the yeah, voice, that'd be perfect. If they stick Tia's yeah. and keep the helmet on, I'm that'd all for it. That'd be great. Or me, I'll do it. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little shorter than Sabine. I have to get lifts. We're putting it out there, Favreau. Yeah. Give her a I'm call. I'm two inches shorter than Sabine, but it's okay. You have, you have money. Your Sorry. dad your dad was trying to convince me earlier to do Kanan. You could do it. I know. It's a pretty easy costume, too. It's pretty much... I'd have to call Sal. Yeah. I guess. Because he's... He let me put his helmet... I couldn't really wear it because my hair isn't long enough to clip it in. Or it wasn't at the time, at least. But he let me, like, put his mask on my face at Celebration uh, Orlando. And Is it's it, hard, are there little it's holes in it to see? It's, it's like a... It's almost like a transparent-ish. Like the screen like one, type of thing? Like, yeah, it's like yeah, a one-way yeah. kind of thing. It was still hard to see out of. I couldn't see very well. I mean, I need glasses anyway. I'm blind and severe, <laughs> but, like, I, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got to wear a Kanan's mask. I think it'd be cool. I'd, I'd want to do, like, the season three or later. Yeah, it's for the Because of the beard, beard yeah. yeah. I look like a small <laughs> child if I don't have the beard on. Or a giant baby, but. Well, Kanan does, too. When he, in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If I'm not, I'm not cutting it. If Sal does it, I'll do it. What's up? Are they okay? Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely, okay, so with Mandalorian, I know I'm excited to see the IG series, finally, because, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Boba Fett earlier not doing anything. We literally just saw IG-88 in Empire for like two seconds, and his head spun a little. And yeah. that's all we ever saw. And then in the trailer, you're seeing him, like, his whole torso is rotating, yeah. rotating around and shooting. I mean, it's yeah, cool. he's, like, 
Yeah, it's kind of not by like the make and model reminds me like the assassin droids in Clone mm-hmm. Wars that were like really hard to deal with because because droids can do things humans can't, and because like a lot of the like the battle droids, like they use droids because they're like easy and expendable. But like a hu- a human could do could move the way a battle droid could. Yeah. Where like stuff like the assassin droids or like IG Day, they can do things humans can't, which yeah. makes them lethal. So I think that's cool. I'm also excited. There's the purple Twi'lek. She's in it for like a couple seconds. Yeah. The, she's excited. in Harry Potter, that actress. Yeah, right? she was yeah. Nymphador Tonks. But I'm excited for her mostly because like all the live action movies have not had a single like colorful alien. Yeah. At all. Like even Solo, there was Twi'leks, but they had like human skin tones. And there was a Rodian in that too. Yeah, and the Rodian was like a brown tan color. Yeah. And so, like, just give me the colorful alien. Yeah, you exactly, know? exactly. Like, they were in the original trilogy. It's okay. So yeah, I'm glad they, they have this purple Twi'lek. She's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> they really haven't had too many of the original aliens yet in the sequel. Well, not even just the sequel stuff, but, like, the new Yeah, in Rogue One films. or in Solo. Either. Yeah. Just in, like, because, like, Rebels had, like, a lot of Rodians had Hera, obviously, as a Twi'lek. Yeah. And then Resistance has, you know... Uh, What's his name? The green guy. Niku. Niku, yeah. Niku, he is, yeah. And then they have, um, they have the one. I love the one species that they had. It started in Rebels. The first character, she was like pink and purple, and she had like the Juti Terras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First species, they've got a couple of them in Resistance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just love all the colors. You know. Uh, no, it, yeah, it's awesome. I just watched Resistance for the first time last week. Did I you sat really? down and watched the whole series. It's so good. I'm it is really. I was too. surprised because I saw it and. I do this with almost all of the animated stuff. I watched Rebels when it first came out, but I didn't watch Clone Wars for, like, years. Like, it was about done by the time I started watching it. And I I saw Resistance, and I was like, okay, this is obviously very kid-focused. Like, this isn't for, you know, like, 10-year-olds. It's for, like, 5 to, like, 7, 8, 9, you know, really young kids. And so I didn't really bother to watch it. I kind of checked in on the show, like, do they do anything important to the story? Not really. Whatever. But I sat down and watched it the other day, and it was awesome. Yeah. Like, and it's just, you have to go in it like, this is just fun. This is going to be fun, you know? It's, like I said, it's nothing crazy impactful to the universe, but it could be. Yeah. Potentially. It's spoilers, I guess, for the end of the show that's about to have season two. But uh, the Colossus takes off, and that could be part of the new Resistance Mm -hmm. fleet. You know, because yeah, well, it's taking place at the same time. Yeah, well, because I, I actually got to go to the panel at season two. Oh, you saw the beginning. I saw yeah. the first episode of season two. Safi did too. She was with me. Uh, which the cast for Resistance, by the way, because I, I feel like I didn't like not know them. Like I know the Rebels cast, but like I don't know the Rebels cast, unfortunately. But like I felt like I had a handle on them pretty early when I was watching the show. But I, I didn't really like look into the cast of Resistance. So seeing them, they're just like a delightful group of people. They were uh, very fun. Yeah. And um, the guy who voices Kazuto kind of looks like he. Could yeah, be he does. Has, right. They well, they all they all kind of like all the main cast leads all kind of look like they could easily That's be funny. their character. It's Let's very see Fireball cool. Squadron in the. I know. Or the Aces, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, season two, um, just. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about the episode, but the trailer was really, really cool. Yeah. For season two, and it looks like they're going all around. Um, yeah, it's it's almost like that part in the Rebel season two. Yeah. Arc where they're trying to find a base. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope they fall into the main resistance quickly. Yeah, though. I mean, I think because the way it's the timeline is that they set it D23, they like cleared it up kind of. It's like 
Resistance starts like shortly before Force Awakens and then it runs through Force Awakens and I think when it ends we're still during Force Awakens, I think. Yeah, Star Killer's not blown up yet. Yeah. So then season two, in the beginning, I think we're gonna probably finish Force Awakens and then go into Last Jedi. I don't know if we're gonna if the show's gonna end before or after Last Jedi, because I'm wondering if the rebels or if the resistance made a call in Last Jedi for someone to come help them on crate and no one answered why didn't this group of people who are pretty much resistance at this point why yeah. didn't they answer it like are they doing something did something happen to them hopefully not because yeah. at the very least Kaz would have at least answered and... he would have tried yeah, yeah. I, I think we're gonna find out more to that of why maybe people did try to come but like I know they destroyed some of the fleet but I'm sure I mean the supremacy was still flying after they blew it up. Yeah. You know, it was still there. And, like, that ship wasn't anything to play with. So, I'm excited to see what they do, you know, because they need to kind of bridge that gap of, like, okay, Leia had all these allies and nobody, like, she texted everybody and nobody got yeah. back to her. You and know? I think we'll see that in Rise of Skywalker, too, because I figure she probably, if they were that desperate, I'm sure she called, like, Lando. And so why didn't Lando go call answer then and then why is he like chilling with them now like was exactly you yeah. know so i wonder if like resistance will i'm sorry i wonder if, res if resistance will delve into like why didn't people answer during last jedi did something happen to the signal did the first order intercept the signal it could be the signal it could be the fact that maybe at the same time we're watching the last jedi that the first order actually mobilized through the galaxy so like they were invading all these different planets because, I mean, that's what we found out in... Did you play Battlefront 2? Yes. Yeah? So, like, in the extended thing, or the DLC for Battlefront 2, like, uh, Aiden and her daughter are on the one of the Star Destroyers, and they find out that, oh, the fir First Order is huge. <laughs> like, they have ships everywhere. So, they could have been invaded. I mean, we're seeing now that they invaded Kashyyyk. Yes. In one of the, the Star Wars Adventures yeah. comics or whatever. So... Yeah, I think, I think the resistance because in season one they I think most of the sorry of the foreshadowing with what's the first order doing was mostly around Starkiller Base because they're talking about the, they're getting the Kyber crystals yeah. they're like digging up in all these different planets, so then in like season two I think we'll see like how much they're spreading and like what they're doing in that regard. Yeah, very and true. if if they end after if the show ends after last jedi no matter how far after words it ends what i wonder if we'll see like what's it what's going on now that kylo is the supreme leader yeah and snoke is dead yeah no very very true it's gonna be as intimidating as kylo is i don't think he's a good leader as far as thinking things through yeah you know like I, he's like, very short-sighted i would not say not that i care about how well the First Order does, but if Hux had would have actually shot Kylo like he was going to in the Last Jedi, the First they Order... They would have destroyed the Resistance. The First so, Order yeah. would be better off. Yeah. Like, and I don't want that to happen, but, like, just saying. Yeah. There's, I think we'll see a power struggle, for sure. Yeah. Because you're, we're already kind of seeing, like, some of the First Order is an older... It's the Empire, you know, it's yeah. the older dudes from the Empire. And then there's this new generation that comes along, just like, oh, no, we're, we're taking taking over and whatever. Yeah. And people are going to have a problem with that. Yeah. Like well, Pride? Is it Pride? That. That's going to be in it? Uh, Admiral, Vice Admiral Pride or something yeah. to that effect. But uh, 
he's I'm sure he's an old Imperial. Yeah. So he's gonna have an issue with Kylo. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, and not even that. Like just we saw when when Kylo and Hux were both just like these little underlings of Snoke, they were already struggling for power together. Oh, they. But I think yeah. just those two together with Kylo in charge now and Hux. It, you know, maybe Hux will get a little bolder, or maybe not, because Kylo kind of threw him around for the duration of the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. He uh, shut him down pretty quick at the end, but just <laughs> I still chuckle <laughs> every time he just hits the wall. <laughs> well, like, like I have no, I don't like Hux, obviously, but like I almost felt bad for him the Last Jedi, because Kylo's just like, nope, get out of the way. Like, yep. He just Hux spent a lot of his screen time in the Last Jedi getting slammed into a wall or on the ground. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Like I almost felt bad for him. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think we need... We're going to... Like I said, we're going to see that power struggle. And... Hux could even be someone who would not defect, but do things purposely to try to bring down Kylo that then affect the overall First Order. Because he obviously hates him. Yeah. Like, it's... You know. Well, like, we know from, like, the Service of the Empire series that the whole Stormtrooper program was from Hux's dad. Yeah. And then we know from the Phasma book that Hux had his dad killed. So clearly, Hux has no problems just kind of, like, taking things over from people and doing things, like, behind the scenes to get power. Now, with these Sith troopers popping up, obviously we don't exactly know what their deal is. I think they'll be linked to Palpatine. And that fleet we see of old Star Destroyers, I think they'll be there. But... We heard Kylo say about the clone troopers, like, maybe, perhaps Leader Snoke should consider using a clone army. Do you think the Sith troopers are clones? Because I totally do. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It would be possible. Now, I wonder, see, this is like, I know it's not going to happen, this is sort of like where my brain goes, because we know that, is it is it Kix? Kix is a clone. He's alive. That he's alive, which he could show up in Resistance, because Count Vidian was in the trailer yep. for season two. I would love for him to do that, and it would tie Clone Wars to Resistance. Exactly. Closely. But... If they're clones, we got Are they Jango Fett clones? Are they Jango Fett clones? Could we have Kicks? Like, like I know they won't do it because the majority of the audience would be like, who's Kicks? Why is there a clone trooper? What's yeah, going yeah. on? But it would be really cool if we could have Kicks just be like, like there to like help, like, oh yeah, they're clones. Like, I think it would be cool. Well, if they're. So obviously it was. That fleet was put there during the time of the Empire because they're Imperial Star Destroyers. So Palpatine could have already just had them cloned in like frozen carbonite or yeah. stasis or if, something like that. Since they're Sith troopers, could they be Maul clones? Because I don't want that. That would be cool. I uh, so, like I a bunch of Ray Parks. When they get into cloning Jedi or like yeah. Force users, it starts. I mean, you were you weren't even alive yet when Luke was a thing. Oh, I heard, Luke I heard Skywalker's about Luke. clone. Yeah, you remember, I'm sure your dad remembers that, but. There, some of the expanded universe old stuff like Legends now was great, and some of it was just like, wow, that was bad. Whole like, House Ekwesh. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well, I think we're about to wrap up. Yeah, we don't want to. So we go don't... ahead, Zoe. All right, so I'm in the Star Wars Geek Girl podcast. I have these cards here. You can follow us on Twitter at SW Geek Girl. It's is it it's it on? Hello. Hello? I think it died. I think it did. All right. Hello? Well, I'll just speak really loud. Um, 
So, the Star Wars Geek Girl, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just look up Star Wars Geek Girl. Same thing for Facebook. You can just look up Star Wars Geek Girl. On Twitter, it's at SWGeekGirl. So, follow us there. Listen to the podcast. Um, I'm also a Mandalorian now. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a cough. Um, and, yeah, if you want to see the tattoo I was talking about, follow me on Instagram at Spectre5. That's not a Star Wars Geek Girl thing. This is me. But, yeah. Sweet. And uh, you can find Rebel Cause at Rebel Cause Lancaster on Facebook. We're on Instagram under that same name. You can find our podcast, Rebel Chatter, what I do with my co-host, uh, Jake Stetler, which is my father, at rebelchatter.com and on iTunes. And, yeah. We'll yeah, be in both well, of our feeds, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So iTunes, and then iTunes as well. Yeah, iTunes SoundCloud for us as well. Spotify? Oh, yeah, Spotify. iHeartRadio you're on? Uh, yeah. And it'll have better audio because the audio is on the table. Yeah. We have two audio things on the table, yeah. so. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. Mike, I don't, I don't know if we want to try and find somebody from the con, but this is dead. So I'm sure for the next people, they're going to want that charged. Wow. Sorry, Harry, you're part of it. No, I got one. Thank you. Good. Which college do you go to? I go to Temple University. Okay, yeah. My daughter goes to, uh, more college. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I only heard the part about going to Keystone. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I went to Drexel for my graduate degree, but... I, uh, I didn't live there. I came to yeah. partially from Elizabeth Town. So. Thank you for stopping in. Star Wars Geek Girl. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry.